0: you have to make sure you stack up enough wins to offset the setbacks. It's as simple as that. As long as you get up one more time than you got knocked down, you're a winner. Fight, stay in the fight, keep fighting, never give up, never quit, never quit, never quit. quit. Now let's join Bill Higgins as he shares the secret to approaching every day with a never quit attitude. I am back. I am back on the podcast. Excited to be back after a brief hiatus for which I have very little uh, excuse. I won't even make one. I'll try to explain myself as best as I can, but uh, I think it's one of those things that just life gets in the way of doing the things that we really like to do. You know how much I love doing this podcast. You know how much I like talking to my audience, and I feel bad that there was a little hiatus there, but I think I'm back on the horse, a little motivated to try to get this thing going again. And uh, sharing with you just different ways that you can improve your life. So welcome back to the Never Quit Podcast. Welcome back, Never Quitters. Welcome back to my comebackers. I am back. And I am here today to talk to you about the fundamentals. How important it is to execute on the fundamentals. We just wrapped up the NCAA tournament. And... uh, Congratulations to the Baylor Bears who uh, were just a little more hungry than, than uh, Gonzaga was and pulled that game off. Um, I think it, I, I said this all the time. The team that's more hungry and more vo- motivated is usually the one that takes uh, takes it to the team that's more ta- talented but not motivated, and that's what happened in the NCAA tournament. But the one thing I did notice early on in the tournament, there were a lot of... Um, Higher numbered seeds beating the lower number seeds uh, just because they were able to execute the fundamentals down the stretch. And when I talk about the fundamentals in basketball, I'm talking about free throws and defense. Those were two things that the lower seeds or the lower, I should say the higher seeds, the underdog teams were able to execute on that the lower seeds were just not able to do. And therefore, you saw a lot of upsets in this tournament and a lot of things um, that probably should have turned out differently if those star teams weren't so busy practicing their dunks but spent more time practicing their free throws and their defense because that's what it came down to at the end of those games. And it got me thinking about the things that we all do in life The jobs that we have, the tasks that we're to perform, that have fundamentals that we often overlook. Now, uh, you know, I'm in sales, and I talk a lot about sales on this podcast, so that's the example I'm going to use to start this. You know, I sell roofing. And one of the fundamental things that I need to do when I meet with a customer is talk to them about their needs. i got to get their needs. It's, we call it the survey. we got to find out what they need and ask them a series of questions that are designed to set up the sale. These are the things that we're going to use at the end of the presentation to close the deal. And if you don't get these things in the beginning, good luck trying to get them at the end. And I'll give you a great example. As I said, uh, let's talk about roofing. If I'm selling a roofing job, and I go to a customer's house, and they have a leak in the roof, right? They're missing shingles, the roof's falling off, it's leaking. It's great if I go there while it's raining, too. It's even better, but um, I ask them why they want to replace the roof. They say, obviously, because it's leaking. And I'll ask them, well, how long has it been leaking? they're usually willing to share that information at that point because they don't realize that this is information that you're going to later use against them to close the sale, right? I'm not saying you're going to use it against them. It's just informational to help me help them at the end. But don't tell me how it's been leaking for about three years. Why? What's been the hesitation to get it taken care of? Well, just money, you know, financing. We haven't been able to save up to get it done. Uh, you know, we just haven't been able to figure out a way to afford it. So the, the cost is what's standing in our way. Oh, really? Okay, I understand. Well, maybe I can help you out. Now we go through the presentation, and I demonstrate the product. I show them our product. Show them what we can do for them. Tell them a little bit about our company. Now we get to the end, and we're going to, Close the deal, hopefully. And I say to them, you know, hey, this is how much it's going to cost. This is how much I need down. This is how much you could have to pay each month. And they tell me, I want to think about it. And in the meantime, I've already figured out by talking them what they have to put down, how much they can afford these terms work. They've told me now that they've waited three years to get this done. And now they need to think about it. I'm immediately going to use that you know, Mr. and Mrs. Customer, you told me that you've been dealing with this problem for three years and the reason you couldn't get it done is that you couldn't afford to get it done. Now I've shown you how you could do this for no money down and $100 a month, which you told me you could easily afford. So what is there to think about? Now we're getting to the point where they got to either... Buy or lie is what we say, right? You gotta come up with a new story or agree that yeah, you've been thinking about it for three years, yeah, it's finally affordable, yeah, I've presented you with a solution and you need to move forward. And I couldn't do that if I didn't focus on the fundamentals, if I didn't get it right from the beginning. That's my job, an area where the fundamentals are important. I can practice closing all day. Those things to say to the customer to get them to sign the dotted line. And the, the fun part is the signature and the celebration that you sold the deal, right? That's the fun part. The tough part is the presentation, the survey, the questions in the beginning. But you got to focus on those fundamentals. Another example I often use is my prior career as a lawyer. I loved trying cases. There was nothing better than being in a courtroom, arguing my case to a jury, getting a witness on the stand that was clearly lying, crossing him up, exposing him for being the liar that he is. That was the fun part of the job. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. But guess what? The only way you could get into a position to do those fun things is to do the hard work that goes into it, the trial prep reading over the police report so you know exactly what this person said on a prior occasion and if they said anything different today to know exactly how to present that where it was that they said something different, and they jumped them on it, right? Same thing in closing arguments to the jury. you got to remember everything that was said, have that well organized, so while you're arguing your case to the jury, it makes sense. You get to the point where you're able to present it to them and click, but you can't just get up there and 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 eloquently speak for 45 minutes, right? You have to get up there and tie the case together. The only way you could tie the case together is if you have put in the time, the fundamentals to get that ready to go. Uh, I've talked about this before. For about a year, I ran a restaurant, and I had never been in the business before. And the one thing I found out running the restaurant is how important kitchen prep was. So in that job, when you got really busy on a Saturday night and the place was packed and the money was pouring in, you know, it was it was was, uh, the action part of the job. It was stressful. You were sweating while you're getting through it, but that was the fun part of the job. You know, making the money, counting the receipts at the end of the night—that was the fun part of the job. But you know what? You couldn't even be prepared to deal with that big crowd if you didn't do kitchen prep. You can't be busy on a Saturday night and have to deal with cutting onions, chopping peppers, um, you know, heating up the soup, um, getting, cutting cheese to put on the cheeseburgers, separating the cheeseburger, the burger patties so that they're already in eight, eight ounce patties, right? You can't do that on the fly. You have to do kitchen prep to get there, the fundamentals. And listen, this applies to just about everybody in every job, no matter what you do. If you're the CEO of the company, you have to know your numbers to present to the board of directors. If you're a carpenter, you have to have blueprints, all right, so that you can put this house together or, or build this project, whatever it is you're working on. If you're a mechanic, you've got to make sure that you have tools in your toolbox to fix this car. Um, if you're a teacher, you got to have your lesson plans to present to the students. It might be fun to actually teach the class, but if you don't have a plan to approach it, you're not going to be able to do that. Um, like I talked about being a lawyer of the trial prep. A truck driver, you gotta make sure that your brakes work, that your that your your truck is in, is well maintained, that you have gasoline, even something as simple as being a store clerk. You know, I worked in a 7-Eleven when I was in uh, college and law school, and I loved dealing with customers. That was the best part about the job, dealing with customers, talking to the, the everyday customers, engaging in those short conversations. It's the best part about my job. I loved it. What I didn't like to do, okay, was to make sure that the, 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 the store was clean, that the coffee was made, that there was change in the drawer, the prep stuff that you got to do to be able to deal with the customers. but you can't do the job if you don't do those things so there's that prep work that even goes into a job like that there is no job that doesn't have some fundamentals that you need to focus on to do it effectively um... you know if you're a baker you, you gotta have your baked goods ready for the customers when they come in uh... you know so there's just so many different things it doesn't matter what you do if you sit back and think about it there are some fundamentals and you need to focus on them so that when the rubber meets the road you're ready to go when the customers are coming in the door or when, when you're in the heat of the moment, you can execute because you had the fundamentals ready to go. Just like I said, in the NCAA tournament, you could see that the better teams were focused more on practicing their dunks than practicing their free throws. And the teams that had clearly practiced their free throws at practice every day were able to, to pull it out. And, uh, you know, being hungry is a big part of that too. Those lower seeded teams or those higher seeded teams, um, that, that upset the lower seeded teams, they were, oftentimes more hungry. Some of those uh, number one and number two seeds, they were looking ahead to the next game or maybe the Sweet 16, the Final Four. They didn't want to play in that first round. Well, guess what? Because they didn't want to play in the first round, they got sent home in the first round. you got to be ready to play at every stage of the game. And, uh, you know, even, even the small sales. Another thing, going back to my job, you know, I of course I love selling a thirty-five thousand uh, dollars job. You know, maybe an addition on a house, um, a new kitchen, new bathroom, something like that. Nice thirty-five, forty thousand dollars project. But that doesn't mean that I don't do the same amount of work on a two or three thousand dollars job. All right, because if you if you slack off on the small ones, you forget how to do the big ones. All right, so every job counts, every sale counts, every game counts, every lesson counts. Uh, no matter what you do, every one of them counts. There are no focus on the big ones. Don't pay attention to the small one opportunities. So. You know What is it in your job that is considered to be a fundamental, and how can you improve upon that? I want you thinking about that between now and the next podcast. If you have something uh, to share with me, please put it in the comments wherever you find this podcast. I'm always happy to hear back from my audience. I'm going to take a short break. I'll be right back. I have something else I want to share with you before we close out the podcast. So one more thing I want to talk about before I close up with the podcast. Actually, a couple of things. Um, number one, I uh, I spent a little bit of time on TikTok. I've talked about that on here before. I have fun with the kids and stuff like that. Well, I finally have gotten to the point where I had enough followers, enough of an audience that I could go live now. And I haven't done it yet. I've been kind of putting it off. But what I want to start doing is having a short 5, 10-minute uh TikTok live, uh, just with a little motivational message, maybe once a week. So keep your eyes out for that. Follow me on TikTok. Um, Another thing uh, that I'm going to be doing this is WrestleMania weekend. And I have a good friend of mine, um, Aiden Leonard, who has a podcast, a Queasy Man podcast. Uh, I was a guest of his. I was actually his first guest on the podcast. I shared that with the audience here a couple weeks ago. Um, But anyway, Him and I are going to do a little WrestleMania preview tonight. Um, Probably put that out on YouTube. Um, We might do a Facebook Live. We're not sure how we're going to do that, but we're going to be doing that here uh, within the next half hour or so. Uh, And uh, we're probably going to do a a WrestleMania this year. is a two-night show just like last year. Um, And we're going to do probably a segment. During the middle of Wrestlemania. Maybe after it's done. A little wrap up session. So I'm excited about doing that. And one other thing. I put this out on my Facebook page. So what I was planning on doing before the COVID hit here was getting out there doing some speaking engagements. I've had some, some success. I just recently uh, spoke to a, a, a company, a small number of people at, at, a, at a company. Um, some of the managers there gave giving some motivation, some tips, strategies on how to deal with customer service issues. So I was excited about that. And before the COVID hit, I was hoping to expand that. Once COVID hit, the quarantines we weren't able to get out and do these things. And it's kind of, kind of bummed me out, put a dent in what I wanted to do but what I decided to do to get a little bit of feedback here from people to see if it's even of value to anyone I had a lot of experience running for office right I ran for office four times I was successful each time um and uh I have a lot of experience in strategies and tips on how to run a successful campaign for office, and I find that a lot of people running for office for the first time are in over their head. They feel overwhelmed. So what I've done is I've decided that I'm going to put together a short presentation, live live seminar, uh, open it up to about to 15 people at at a central location depending on where all these people are from. I'm willing to travel and hopefully everybody wants to attend the uh, event is willing to travel a little bit. Put this event on and just share some tips and strategies uh, for people that are first time or even not first time but people who run for office and think they could do a little bit of a better job maybe in their campaigning um, and put this out there. And the only thing I want in return is feedback. All I want people to do that... um, Attend the seminar or share with me, you know, what was of value to them so that I can use it as a, you know, well, first of all, if some people tell me it was terrible, I would never do something like that. I'm glad it was free. I think I overpaid it free, right? Then I'll know this is not something I should be pursuing. But I do think I'll bring some value to people. I do think that the feedback I get will be helpful to me to A, either improve the course or to, um share with other people the value of that course so that maybe in the future uh I can turn this into a little business because I really enjoy doing it I love talking about those things I love talking to people helping people and uh it's something I want to kind of work on and grow so I'm going to be putting it out there to about a dozen to 15 people I've already had about six people get back to me tell me they're interested um and we're going to schedule that it's probably going to be somewhere here in the central Pennsylvania area on a Saturday afternoon a um, couple hours just to give people uh, a little bit of uh, my knowledge, and uh, like I said, the only thing I'm asking back is for some feedback and a testimonial when the whole thing's done. So if this is something that would interest you, get in touch with me. Um, I'm not hard to find. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn. Uh, just type in my name. I'm easy to find. If you can't find me, you're not looking very hard. So anyway. I appreciate you listening to the show. Again, I apologize for the the gap between episodes. I'm trying to get this thing organized to where it's a, a daily um, podcast as it once was. I'm trying to see how I want to uh, work with both the Comeback Chronicles podcast and the Never Quit podcast. How I want to, you know, kind of market and brand those two things. I have some ideas. I'm going to keep working on and expanding those. But anyway. Thanks for listening today, and I look forward to you joining me again. In the meantime, never surrender, never give up, never quit. Remember, tomorrow isn't promised, but today is. You get out there and make the very best of it. Your best days lie ahead of you. Get out there and kill it.